Stay true, stay real, stay righteous. What are you having to drink tonight, Chris? So, to, to have another drink for spooky season, I'm going to have Witch's Wit. Witch's Wit. Yep. This is uh by a brewing company called The Lost Abbey. Ooh, that's kind of spooky. It sounds kind of sinister, doesn't it? Yeah. So, they're located in San Marcos, California. San Marcos. A, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of craft beers out in California in the West Coast. I know yeah. that. It seems like a good majority of them we've tried have come from there. I wonder what that is. I wonder if there's something to it. Craft Beer Nation. Maybe we're more traditional over here. We just stick to our... Maybe it's kind of like our Atlantis. <laughs> I don't know. Right, it's the, it's the centralization of some of the greatest minds on the planet. <laughs> Anyways, it's kind of interesting because this particular company... This the Lost Abbey. All of their beers come in this. Uh, it's like a Belgian beer bottle. Which, if you ever seen them, if you ever tried the beer Grolsch, ever had to try the beer, beer Grolsch, G R O S Grolsch. I don't know. I can't remember how to spell it. But anyways, it, it's essentially like a beer bottle, but it's got like the cork in it. You pop the cork off of it mm-hmm. to drink it. So it's, it's kind of it's kind of a neat design. Hey, maybe we should makes it try feel that like an next fashion, huh? Maybe we should try that next time. What's that? Some grosh? Some grosh. Sure, we can. It sounds like something dwarves would drink. <laughs> grosh. Maybe it's made by dwarves. <laughs> well, I always sing the Hearthstone theme. I don't you know, know why. That which makes me go to it. But anyways, what I was saying, this company, they, they actually, all their beers come in that type of bottle. The Belgian. It's a Bel- It's called Belgian bottle. It's like it's from Belgium, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. It's it's yeah. Belgium exclusive. Belgian. Belgian exclusive. No, we were talking about dwarves and I remember there was there was a good friend of mine that I worked with who had mistaken the enunciation of dwarfism and he and he called it midgetism. <laughs> <laughs> so he combined midget with dwarfism? Correct. Midgetism. Right, right. He got confused. When I asked, I said, is that kind of like a new age thing? Is that like a new... <laughs> I think that they prefer little people. Oh, right. I don't right. think they want to be called dwarves or midgets. But anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Unless I'm rambling on. Go ahead. <sighs> the Lord of the Rings, man. What an incredible series. Peter Jackson, right? Well, that's who did the films. Yeah. And I think he did the... Did he do the Hobbit movies? I think so. Yeah. I think he did too. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, Sam, we have to get to the mountain, Sam. You know the one Poor thing... Poor Mr. Frodo, I'm going to get you there. <laughs> About half of the movies are just... Yeah, they own their dialogue. Mr. Frodo, you're not going to give up on me. <laughs> Sam, I'm so weak. <laughs> God dang, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, get on back. Get back to the... I like I liked the damn war scenes. I just want right. to see them fight and just have the... Well, it's funny Massive you say battles that. And sieges. <laughs> it's funny you say that because the battles in the Lord of the Rings movies are kind of, for me, are kind of the staples of those movies. <laughs> like, really, I mean, right. they're they're really cool because prior to that, I can't really think unless, I, man, I'm really drawing a blank on any other movies that have fantasy style battles of that nature. 
What, can you think of any? Yeah, no, I, not off the top of my head. I can't yeah, that's know. what I'm saying. <laughs> that really do that. That kind of have that, that insane mass scale of right. these giant goblins. Like hey, these spooky orcs season. or whatever. Right. right. The the creepy go- bum, bum, bum. zombie goblin horde things. And they were nasty. They had like teeth and stuff. You know, they had really fangs. They were like creature people things. Meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> They're like, what's the one we used to always say? Looks right. like oh, looks like oh, Sheila's been having a bit of fight. <laughs> right, right. The scouts and <laughs> the mountain. No orcs. man, but that really was a staple. Was cannon fodder. <laughs> well, and, no, and it was it was really cool because there was different kinds of fantasy creatures. They had mm-hmm. trolls, and even on the other side, they even had really cool things like giant eagles mm-hmm. and um, trees. Giant, you know, giant trees. The ants. The ants, right? The ants. That, that that could throw rocks and tear shit apart. So it was really neat. It's really cool. It was always a really interesting. The visuals were always really well done for the battle sequences in those movies. You know, it was in, just a really in neat, the fantasy it was, it was style very, aspect. The, right, just kind of bringing that fantasy to life. I mean, it was it was the, really cool. The the books were already so well liked and and popular, mm-hmm. and it actually be able to bring it to life on the film. They did an excellent job. I mean, I think it's why it's. I mean, I've heard people go as far as they want to compare it to when they talk about trilogies. They say Star Wars versus <laughs> you're either like a Star Wars person or a Lord of the Rings. I'm like, yeah. you should be both. <laughs> I'll but, accept both, but I'll still <laughs> I'll still put Star Wars above it. Unfortunately, I think we're introduced to that first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, has a longer history with us. Well, on on the subject of Lord of the Rings, so you were talking about the Lord of the Rings films. So I actually used to be really good friends with a guy. Who lo- like loved the films? I'm talking about super fan. Could watch them, and we would watch them mm-hmm. for hours in a row. <laughs> Could just just absolutely when when they came out in theaters. Like I think it was the like, very last one we went watched it three times. Really in the theaters? Yeah, no joke. At the very like end scene. Do you kind of remember when? Uh, by the way, spoiler alert if nobody's ever seen the film. Uh-huh. But you remember at the end of the very last film, Frodo and them going off into like the water or the boat. They're like yeah. going off somewhere or whatever. I think it's the first movie, well, it's like, right? So that, that when we get to that very last scene and all that's happening and you know it's the end of the the, the story, like he would have tears in his eyes. That's how much he loved <laughs> wow. this story and these films. It was, it was, it was that, compelling to it was, him. He was a fanatic. And, and the truth was, <laughs> even at, at that age, we were probably in like, I don't know, maybe middle school. Yeah, this yeah, is going yeah. On. But you know, I mean, I loved it too. I thought it was a great film. Like I, I loved sitting down and watching hours of the Lord of the Rings and talking about it. But this guy had such a love for it that he actually had a replica ring that he wore on a chain around oh, his really? neck everywhere. Really, he wore it so much that it actually faded the gold from, it and it turned into like a silver version of it. He carried the burden. <laughs> He did. Right. That was how much of a fan he was. But I always thought it was cool. I was kind of like, man, you know, I kind of want my own ring that I can wear around. Because it was how, you know, when you were young and you were interested in stuff like that, you know, you like kind of wanted to live it. Right. You know, like, I want to be <laughs> I want to on the adventure. I want to be at the fellowship. You know, I've always been curious about, and I've never put this theory to the test because I've never researched it any, but I've always been curious about J.R.R. Tolkien. You know, if he was if he was of Christian fundamentals, because I'm always curious if Frodo oh, representing 
Jesus carrying the burden of mankind, Frodo carries the burden of evil. Just as Jesus died for the sins of mankind, Frodo casts it into the volcano to destroy it. And the fellowship is sort of like the disciples, right? And he to is, and, and Frodo is that of, us, it, right? of the most of you know, he's of the purest innocence. Mm-hmm. He's the one who's willing. He's the That's one. A very who's, interesting take. I don't know that I've ever heard that theory yeah. about the Lord of the Rings. I've always, I've always compared it. I've always thought that whenever I. I'm like, that would be really awesome that if that's really how some shit went down. Right. <laughs> so who would Gandalf be to, to like, their Jesus? I think it would be somebody who I mean, it's, kind of knows what's going to happen already. I don't know. Like, Boromir would be Judas. I mean, there's a lot of really weird comparisons you can make, but I've always right. been curious if that was kind of the core fundamentals about him going through these trials and tribulations to finally reach this point, this final point on the mountain where he makes that final sacrifice. But he doesn't actually die, though. No, Jesus he doesn't. Did. He doesn't, but if you recall, at the very, very end of everything, he ends up going on to the Grey Havens, mm-hmm. where... Which you would kind of interpret that as, like, the resurrection and right on. Right, it's... it's And the Grey Havens in Lord of the Rings is kind of like um, the land of the everlasting or something. Mm-hmm. You know, another dimension or another world or, you know, a heaven. Paradise. Paradise, you, yeah. Well, I would say I that if, think about. if that was the author's uh, interpret or his attempt based off his beliefs, then I say it's very interesting because I don't believe traditionally Christians um, accept the idea of, like, fantasy-type things. Uh-huh. Right. As being an explanation. So it would be very interesting to, to assume that. i check that it out. That uh, that they would be the Lord of the Rings be written, trying to compare to religious texts. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Hey, theory. what if what if maybe the story got channeled to the author, and it was the true story about what happened? Oh my gosh! In a this time was always <laughs> this was before always for the first age of man. Like those old 80s, like fantasy, like Conan and stuff, like the little fantasy. The epics. The epics. There was untold power. (laughs) (laughs) The gods ruled the land with absolute. Destruction. <laughs> but one man raised his sword to fight for all that <laughs> was beautiful and good in the world. Special effects, a lightning bolt striking like a blade. I have the power. Conan. I mean, not Conan. He-Man. Sorry. I'm telling you, Chris. That's why horror movies kind of got stale for me was because they essentially just became recycled stories. <laughs> I mean, really think about it. Think about how, how, how to word It's the... very rare. It's You know what? I feel, I feel like it's like that in a lot of film industry right I now. agree. It's You're right. It's a lot of repeats of things that have already been done. So it's very rare that a film comes out, particularly in horror. I I agree with you on this. Yeah. A, a very uh, a film that comes out in the horror genre that really stands out. Anymore. Yes, 
And when it does, it's like it's very <laughs> unusual because it's obviously right. done something that really happened. Right, it's like Lars von Trier. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what a bizarre. I've watched that movie, The House That Jack Built. Yeah, that's and intense. And I mean, you talk about that's a, a tough trip. movie. <laughs> you talk about mm. a trip into the mind of madness. That's a tough movie. And I like testing the limits sometimes. And I really like Lars von Trier. <laughs> but son of a bitch, that movie is wow. pretty tough. But man. it's really well done. <laughs> it is. It really it's very is. very visually. Yeah. It's just like it draws you in. It's horrifying. But it draws you in for some weird reason. You can't stop. I can't stop watching it. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> I don't know, man. We've done that from time to time, though. We we consistently recycle stories, and I've always been curious, what are the roots of those stories? What are the true roots of those stories? Where do they originate from? Well, I think you've got... Well, I think it'd be interesting to ask that question about folk, folklore in particular. Yeah. Because folklore... I mean, we've gotten very creative. We can make up a lot of <laughs> very scary things just from our imagination, but right. folklore seems to be things that were passed down generationally, which signifies a greater meaning behind them. And that's the type of stuff that I like. Where did these stories spawn from? How did these earlier humans come up with these strange things that literally masses of them would follow and believe in? Right. You don't go to this area on this day or whatever because the spirits have risen up and there's things going on in that area mm-hmm. and you'll disappear. Well, you you choose to see the superstition without seeing the wisdom. So most people would look at that and say, "Well, that's just that's you know some that's a that's an old wives' tale or whatever. That's some weird stuff." Right? But what if what if that's actually the truth? Well, or, we spend too much time trying to look at it from a, can I prove it with science or right, right, or even attempting to take it literally and dismissing right. the 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 wisdom right. that's within the story as a whole. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Sometimes it doesn't even matter if it's true or not. What is it telling you? What is What's it teaching you? That's the thing it? I'll always say. I, I, I mean, you know, we've talked about it before, but the King James is a book that's, that's missing far too much information in it. But the content that is also laid in there isn't all bad either. It's not all missing certain points and certain certain metaphors and analogies that are that are needing to be conveyed. It's it's just a trimmed down version of a much greater text. Yeah, <laughs> right. but I mean the point is is because of our humanity and our the human element of control that we want to harness over ourselves each and each other, <laughs> we're consumed with possessing each other. You ever think about that, humans? <laughs> Why is that important? That's primitive. <laughs> we never evolved. The system just evolved. <laughs> either we're still <laughs> either we're still evolving or we've been stuck for a very long time. We've, yeah. we've got we got hung up <laughs> on something. It's upsetting. It gives people it gives people existential crisis. Yeah, but even in relationships, so like think about how dangerous wanting to possess someone turns out to be at times. Oh yeah. Think about how insane that becomes. And sometimes it gets really dark. Sometimes you end up on forensic files. <laughs> Story on. Hey, people files. do some crazy shit, man. No, seriously, it's it's pretty wild. But it's interesting. That's that's how far we're willing to go to possess one another, and we are capable of it. That's a that's a weird thing. That's why they say there's the dark with the light. That's right. We've got a de- you know some people would say we have. That's why you have there's demon and angel in you. Yeah. Well, again. <laughs> 
part of the superstition can also be is to it, take that literally. Is it pr- primitive mind versus enlightened mind? You know, that's debatable uh-huh. in this age because I think we're seeing I think we're seeing a lot of mixtures of everything. Mm-hmm. I think we're seeing people who relate in a lot of aspects and other people who don't in any way, shape, or form. It's weird, man. It's weird to be alive. So I feel like we've talked about the dark web before. Oh yeah. We maybe brought it up. Yeah. But there's supposedly this other space that's out there in the digital world called mm-hmm. the dark web. The metaverse. Which is almost like the web underneath the web that the public uses. Mm-hmm. And right. most of the time you have to have like a special type of browser to even access it because mm-hmm. you can't just look it up on the regular It's the truly uncensored right. internet. But it's a very um unregulated place so there's a you know there's a lot of crazy stuff that you can find on mm-hmm. the dark web and there's been anything from black market stuff where you can buy illegal stuff you know drugs weapons uh, even selling human body parts for certain amounts of money right yeah like crazy stuff and you know supposedly there are sites where you can go and watch people be murdered you know it's crazy stuff just right. obviously very dark horror movie stuff you know disturbing things but there was a person who had told a story about when they were in middle school and they were home alone one night and they had just been watching TV and got bored and decided they had heard some of their friends talk about getting on the dark web and some of the weird stuff they had seen on there. So out of their boredom, this person decided, I'm going to try it out. I'm going to get on there. So they downloaded, you know, the Tor browser or whatever it is, you know, I'm talking right. about that people, all, most people use. Yeah, dot .tor. And was basically able to access this next layer of the internet. You know, they talked about, they saw a lot of weird stuff, and they started realizing, like, man, this is, a really, <laughs> this is a really deep hole you can get into here. Some really weird stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about seeing ads where you could hire hitmen. Like, literally, you could literally hire somebody to go kill another person. For I've heard about that, money. yeah. Like, crazy stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is I've like heard really that's actually, that's the actually lawless, legitimate. This the lawless, like, internet access of the deepest level of stuff. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. And and by no means, I'm not recommending anybody go check it out, but supposedly... Don't go exploring, right? <laughs> please don't, because I'm terrified. It's not worth it. But anyways, it. to continue the story, just to give you an example of what you may encounter, so this person found this website called All Natural Eaters. Mm-hmm. And he said it really didn't look strange in the beginning. He just saw a bunch of like videos you could click on and watch. And he said, as he started watching these videos, it would be these different people would be sitting at a table, and this guy would bring up like different animals. And he would just, like they would be alive. He'd be like, you know, a freaking cat or a squirrel or oh, no. a bird and it'd be alive and this guy would take the animals and he would like kill them on the spot like rip them rip them in half uh-huh. and then lay them in front of the person that's sitting at the table and the person at the table would eat the animal like as as he is like, was it like a game show or something no so apparently this person as it, they're kind of watching this i mean they're being ter- you know they watched a few videos and they're like holy crap this is insane i can't watch anymore but apparently there is this there were so many, I'm uh, trying to think, there were like 13, yeah, 13 million followers or, or something uh-huh. on that page. And he was, and it was essentially a page for people who supposedly out in the world believe that we are supposed to be more like animals and we're supposed to eat like raw, like a lion or a wolf. We're supposed to hunt our prey and eat it really? like raw. That's and interesting. This, this website where people who believe in this can like watch other people who. <laughs> 
engage in this weird, bizarre belief, eat raw animals. And it's it just horrifying. Cause they just bring like all kinds of different animals on there and just kill them right there on the camera, and the person would just sit there and eat them. And, and that's not even, like, that story's not even, it, it was creepy, but that story's not even as dark as it can get. Like, right, I know there's right. been all kinds of crazy stories, but there's some weird stuff out there. And the person was just really shocked when they saw how many people were following it to think, oh, my God, there's that many people in the world that do stuff like this. Oh, and there's or, a lot or, of weird people, Or are too. interested in this type of stuff. Right. I want to watch this for hours. Right. I don't know. I mean, there's two weird guys sitting right here, so, I mean... <laughs> You know to exist. Weird people so, are there. So you're listening to the normal, you're listening to the regular layer right now of the Hamilton Brothers. Right. But if you download a special browser, oh, the deep layer of the Hamilton Brothers. Raw, uncut footage. Uncensored. Uncensored. On the dark web. It's been banned in seven countries. The only way to pay is world. with cryptocurrency. <laughs> so untamed. <laughs> you have to experience it. <laughs> I mean, that has the makings of perfection right there. Because anybody who's willing to go through that trouble to to do that, to go through the entry barrier of paying for crypto <laughs> and going on the dark web, just to purchase de- deserves to hear the content that we <laughs> that we were providing. You have earned the filthiest, this. most obscene content. Prepare to transcend <laughs> through pain and suffering. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what are they doing? <laughs> oh, the things they said to me, Michael. The wonders. The things that they spoke. The pleasures. Oh. <laughs> pleasures beyond your mortal feelings. <laughs> Chris. Well, as always, Chris, it's been a good time. I agree. And if you enjoy what you heard tonight, we are streaming on all major platforms. And you can check us out on any of our social media accounts. We're on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, everybody stay true, stay real, stay righteous.